whatever you're going through now is building you for, for what's next. It's the way of life's checking that you deserve what's next, right? And that you can handle it. Dapper, I've got a quote from you. Oh, shit. Is that how we started? <laughs> that could go anywhere. Go on. I lost my career, home and dad, binged on drink and drugs to numb the pain and nearly took my life. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, it sounds like probably the most awful thing that could ever happen to anyone, but looking back on it, uh, apart from my father dying, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. I think um, going from uh, success, you know, from, from a normal lad to getting some, some fame, some online fame, and then a TV show and sort of achieving everything I've been working towards for like 10, 11 years in comedy and as a comedian, um, to having it snatched away from you or losing it or losing your money, losing your house, uh, I'm losing all my brand deals, my manager, my job, basically. And then um, my father passing away it was probably the darkest moment, but was probably the biggest motivation anyone could ever ask for to be successful. Wow. So what happened? Uh, it was, it was, you know, I was a poster boy for cancel culture. I think I was one of the first people to get cancelled for saying stupid stuff. Um, it's very difficult, the line of comedy. And uh, I'd often cross it uh, as I was beginning to uh, start my career because you get viral activity from being controversial. It's very difficult to, it's even more so difficult now to, to be controversial. And um, I was angry uh, doing stand-up and um, they, they'd labelled my, my TV show at the time an almanac for rape, um, saying that I was teaching men uh, rape culture because I was teaching men how to um, pull birds or pull women you know, Nick Birds, as I said it in the in the uh, back in the in the series. You know how to attract women and get with women through comedy and confidence, and uh, they called it an almanac for rape culture. It was really ang it really angered me. And on stage, I was talking about it, and uh, some of the stuff I, I said was a bit out of line, and some of it was taken out of context. And uh, don't argue with the press. That's that's the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, from there, it was it was it was it was just a fucking mass. A mass brawl, basically. All of the journalists, all of the publications. It was like the same stories were getting syndicated. They created like a they created a, um, a, a petition. Sixty thousand people signed it to get my show cancelled, and then the brands jumped. They contacted all my brands, contacted my manager, other talent that was on the management. And before I knew it, it was it was over. Everything was over. Everyone gone. Every, yeah, bang, done. Everything. I ended up on Newsnight um, just because the press just wouldn't leave me alone. So I ended up on Newsnight. Um, my father died, I was just a broken man and just apologised and just said, look, I quit, you know, just leave me alone. It was devastating, really. Wow. But also, also you think to yourself, fuck, you know, I can't believe that happened. That was mad. I was only having a laugh. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that comedy line, definitely, because yeah. that's relevant yeah. right now. Um, how much money do you reckon you lost in that whole thing? Because I... Obviously, I like business. I yeah, like talking yeah, I know, money. I know how much I had, I had. I had just under half a million in the bank at the beginning of that year, and by the end of it, I had. Um, uh, well, I didn't even have a place to stay. I got sued as well by um, uh, the national lottery for some content that I put up, as if they ain't got enough fucking money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Loads, loads of different things. Loads of stuff happened. Um, I got, you know, my my tour had been cancelled. I was in breach of contract of a tour. That was another five hundred uh, advance. Um, you know, there was. There was various different advances for brand deal. I worked out that the advances that I'd had on a book deal, on a tour, on uh, different things, it's probably just under a million pound in total in Shit. what future revenue would yeah. have been and what I had saved. And I ended up um, at my lowest 
with a pregnant missus, um, a beagle, and in in uh, up in Manchester, my, my missus is from Tilsley in Manchester, very working class, rough town, and um, I ended up in there. End of terrace house in the in a box room, like the three of us in a in a tiny little room with no money, and um, that was I don't know two thousand and seventeen, two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Wow. So you lost the tour, your show. Yeah, sold but... out as well. It was sold out. How? Why would they the, 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 cancel it if you're a comedian? The um, the press were targeting the promoters and the venue owners and saying that I was spreading hate speech because of one right. fucking joke. Um, so, you know, Shit. they said that, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the press were like pro-rape comedian coming to town because I don't, I joke about rape. It was insanity. But I mean, Jimmy Carr did a pretty big joke on- Jimmy Carr, Jimmy Carr hold more or less his old current Netflix specials about rape. Ricky Gervais jokes about rape. Um, Jimmy Carr, for example, is a, is a, is a well-spoken upper-class comedian. So he's he's considered by the mainstream papers like the Guardian and or, or I don't know or journalists or just the comedy world and public as ironic. If you do jokes like that and you're working class with a Cockney accent, um, you're you're a danger. Fuck. Class, yes, classism. There's a lot of that in it. How does that make you feel? I don't know, man. Like you know, it's just it's what it is. I'm 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 happy about who I am, and I've got a great great following that represents. Um, my following, I've got nearly 5 million followers across all my social media and I think those people represent the like-minded, intelligent people that know there's no malice in what I say. It's mm. comedy. Uh, anyone else can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't comedy supposed to be the place where you can say this stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, po I posted a video this morning. Uh, I've got a character called Sesh Gremlin that represents an evil uh, voice inside my mind that's to do with drink and drugs and... You know, when it comes to the weekend, he's been talking to me all day today, you know, it's the weekend, let's get smashed, let's get on it. Uh, and I created a character out of that. And um, I got a lot of messages this morning, don't you think it's disrespectful to be doing comedy today when the Queen died yesterday? And um, I said, no, not at all. I said, if, if, if you're sad because the Queen died, fucking wouldn't you like something to make you laugh? Mm. Um, and if, what about all the people that aren't concerned about the Queen dying? Their lives are meant to be on hold, so it's it's a it's a it's a tricky tricky line. Mm. But do you think has comedy changed in that regard? Then could you take risks before that you can't now, or has it always been there? It depends on the comedian. There's some comedians out there that don't really care, but for me, because I'm social media based, it's scary. You know, uh, I'm not mainstream TV comedian anymore. I'm not. You know, my tour ticket sales and uh, all of my revenue streams and my businesses are all based around my social media. So to be deplatformed right. for a joke is a real issue for me. But you've got someone like Bill Burr or, or Jimmy Carr or, or, you know, these, or Ricky Gervais, they're bigger than fucking council culture. You know what I mean? They're, they're selling out tickets no matter what. They don't care if they lose their Twitter, their Instagram or their Snapchat, you know, they're massive. Yeah. So, you know, when you're at that level, I don't think it's an issue. Say whatever you want. Yeah. They don't give a shit what The Guardian's saying. Does that feel unfair? No, I just got to work harder to get to that position. Yeah, just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it? It Welcome is. to my world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is what I wanted to do, get, get an insight into your world. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. Where do we go after this? You said it was also one of the best things that happened to you. That's a surprise yeah. after what you've said. So why was it also one of the best things? Well, um, just because I think that without that loss, I wouldn't have uh, been successful in business. 
um, because I had a long period of maybe two to three years or definitely a one and a half to two years where not a brand on this planet would touch me, not a TV studio would have me, not a, you know, there was no point me coming up with concepts for TV or film. Um, no celebrities would be near me, no agencies would employ me. So I solely had to create revenue streams through my social media. And um, I made millions since then. So I don't, without being big headed, yeah. I mean, I-, I You've got I, the motivation to do that. The motivation <laughs> now I've got, I've, I managed to um, think about uh, my demographic in detail, the different things that my demographic wants and, and consumes. And then um, all of the people that come to me for brand deals before that wouldn't work with me, I looked at their brands and why they wanted to use me and created my own. And, and um, yeah, so, and then by the time I got back to comedy and got back to making films and creating content and working, um, I'd set myself up for life, so business-wise. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, so, Boom. you know, anyone that's going through anything out there, it's happening for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it takes you a few years beyond it to be able to look back and see what. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you've got to appreciate what you've got a little bit more. Yeah. And you, you, know, you had your wife, you had your yeah. pretend, your baby coming. You had yeah. that, didn't you? And when you lose everything, you um, you take you take it all a little bit more seriously. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. yeah, exciting, eh? Yeah. So media and social media. Let's talk about that. So you got cancelled. It sounds like from sort of more mainstream media, mm. but now you have more control, it sounds like, through social media. Is that the truth? Yeah, I mean, social media for me was a problem getting back to it um, because the media had done such a, the, the, the mainstream media had done such a good hatchet job on me, convincing the world that I was like pro-rape or anti-women and uh, abusive and malice and that I, you know, hated women and hated you know, minorities. They, they made, they made, they took every, you know, every concept of my jokes and rinsed their life out of it to, to the extent that every time I posted, I knew that I couldn't go back to posting for a while because every time I posted, it was just flooded oh. with abuse. Right. For my own mental health, there come a stage where I was like, right, just step away. And then when I was strong enough, I come back and posted through that shit. Do you know what right, I mean? My, yeah. I, my content had to go beyond. I had to either, people had to unfollow or give me abuse and it took years to get it back to the point where now if you look through my my comments it's funny great wicked thank you for entertaining us where there was a good year and a half where it was like fuck off <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah so how'd you, you get through that then head down ass up take yeah. the fucking and just <laughs> work work through it man yeah i mean you know, um, yeah. Was it necessary to do that? Yeah. I had to. Yeah. Uh, it's a visual thing. Yeah. Um, no, you know, you just, you know, I think once you've, like, that's why I say to people that are out there, you know, um, I do I do a lot of stuff for mental health and I say, like, whatever you're going through now is it's, it's building you for, for what's next. It's the way of life. It's, it's a way of life checking that you deserve what's next, right, and that you can handle it. So maybe you've got great success coming. Maybe you've got, your business is gonna take off. Maybe everything's gonna happen, but it wants to, the universe maybe, whatever, wants to check that you can handle it, that you deserve it. And that's what I kept in my mind. You know, this is shit now because something good's coming, so just fucking get through it. And yeah, yeah and, it, and, it, and it paid off. And how long ago was that? 2014, the shit storm happened, and then 2015, 16, I was out of work, and in 2017, I sort of, started coming back yeah. yeah and how how are you different now with your business your brand your entrepreneurial mind because you say you're smart and you made a lot more money in that area how how are you different what have you learned hmm. i think um to create um i, I certainly learned to create businesses that weren't based around my popularity 
Right. So a subscription-based businesses or revenue, uh, you know, guaranteed, um, guaranteed ongoing revenue streams that I would create, uh, promote, and then part like create, promote, create, you know, create a base for it, and then pass them over for other people to manage and run. Right. Um, so that if I was again deplatformed or chucked off, that yeah. I'd always make money for the rest of my life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So to not rely on my reputation to generate the revenue, and also to focus on, um, like you always say, I listen to you all the time, focus on, on what I enjoy and what I love. Yeah. Um, you know, like we've got a film production company now. Any investors out there, tap me up. We've got great investment opportunities on, on film, and um, that's my passion, you know. We just finished shooting a film, big film, a lot of big famous actors in it. We've got another two on the slate this year. Um, and doing that, that's my passion, being in front of camera, so. Mm. Do you think it's important to have multiple streams of income? Yeah. I, I learned that from everything folding over, the, over, over me pinning it all and being a comedian, yeah. Mm. I mean, all my industries are based around my social media following, so it's almost like I worked out, you know, like I've got a supercar company, I've got um, investments in uh, adult industry apps, uh, and I've got a new adult industry platform that's coming out soon, which is cryptocurrency-based. It's like OnlyFans, yeah. but it's all cryptocurrency-based exchange-wise, so the girls can get their money out quicker. Yeah. Um, beer, um, you know, I've had ventures in gambling, stuff like that, but um, tried to steer away from that to the more I learned about mental health. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so any, any, any sort of businesses, you know, I've got nightclubs, so any sort of businesses that I think match my demographic and where I can promote, uh, that's where I try and create the revenue streams. Mm. And do you still always have that cloud of fear of you could get cancelled on social media? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got, I've got ADHD. I've recently just been diagnosed with adult ADHD. So my mind and my creative, my creative mind moves a lot more quicker than my logical mind so <laughs> the filter that tells you yeah, not to fucking so, say that yeah, yeah. so I can, I can have a great idea put it out and my missus will walk in the room and go what the fuck are you doing do you know what I mean yeah. I'm like what and you know you've just got to be careful There's a, it's a very grey area you know what you can get cancelled for but you know like look at Andrew Tate I mean mm. you know um, do you think he knew what he was doing though I mean, he was, uh, I mean, he said a lot of stupid stuff. Do you know what I mean? He said a lot of stupid stuff that I've got two daughters. There's a lot of stuff that he said that you're, um, you know, I look back on some of the stuff I said and I think it, it was stupid and, and rightly so. I was, I should have been disciplined for it. I think the level that they go to is a little bit, for, for, for me, but for him, I don't know. I mean, some of his stuff was considered dangerous and some of the stuff people considered, but to be able to affect his, Revenue streams is his bank accounts and close all his social medias. I mean, to coordinate between all of the social media companies and do that's scary. Yeah, because it was almost like overnight, wasn't it? Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> bang, gone. Mm. Yeah, and some of it, like you know, how he makes his money, you know, that, that, that scheme that he had and everything, they stopped that. Yeah, it's real life cancel culture. Yeah, and do you think that was fair or not fair? Um, I think if you don't abide by the, the rules and regulations on, on the social media sites, then yeah, certainly. But I think affecting his businesses and stuff like that's a little bit deep. But mm. I don't know, you, if you want to tread that line, you've got to, yeah. you know, if, if, I mean, fuck me. I don't even really want to go into the Andrew Tate stuff because me and my missus argue about it all the time. <laughs> you know, if she hears me watching a video and his, his voice is on it, which what, we went through a period of about three weeks, you couldn't go on social media no, without couldn't. him being on there. No. Get him off the fucking thing, dude. You've got daughters fucking, I'm like, yeah, but it's entertaining. I mean, I'm not, I don't agree with what he's saying. I just, I just see the reaction to what he's saying and I'm like, fucking, this is mental. Um, 
So yeah, it's a tricky one, mate. Let's move on from Tate. <laughs> <laughs> so what, if I pick this up right, what was interesting you said is you get more controversial, you see the virality and you sort of feel like maybe you know how to create virality, the more controversial you get, and then you get closer to this line. So mm. are you aware of that and how close you could be getting? Yeah, I think, I think the key to it is, like you mentioned, you mentioned the piece of content that I put out before, the key to it is, is to be able to say what people are thinking uh, without offending the people that aren't thinking that too much. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be able to say what people are thinking. You know, like we said, you know, especially with politics, it's it's a tricky one. But if I if I've got my finger on the pulse of the work, working class, which I feel like I have, because I'm 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 from a council estate. You know, my family didn't have much, and I grew up around my mates working. Moved out when I was fifteen. Grew up in a in, in not a great area. I've got my finger on that pulse, so I know what they're thinking, and I I understand that. So I feel like I have the right to to slag off the Tories if I want to, or mm. the, the the way that they're dealing with the energy crisis and stuff like that. But you can go too far by by offending people, but I like to be right on that fucking edge. Ooh, yeah, I like to. I, I because listen, you almost sound aroused when you said that. Oh, you? Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, well, the the, the 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 big viral activity you get. I mean, you know when you're getting, you know when you're getting. I mean, I got some videos that got 30, 40 million views, and you know, Crazy, you know, yeah. you know when you're going viral, viral because you start getting abuse. That means it's outside of your following. Yes. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's come outside of your following and, and it's that abuse that really drives the viral mm. stuff. You know what I mean? For everyone, like what's easier for you just to go, go on and say, do you know what? That was really funny. Or if you see something you don't like, go, that's shit. Yeah. It's easier for people to say negative stuff than it is positive stuff. So that's where the activity comes from. Yeah, it's interesting what you said about, you know you've gone viral when you've got all that hate. Because you're outside of your catchment. You're outside of your own following that you've built. Yeah. I love you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And would there be an argument to say, if you try and just pull back from that line, because you don't want all the hate, you're probably not truly expressing you're yourself. You're not going to grow either. No. You're never going to grow. You know what I mean? You're never yeah. going to grow. Because people will follow you whether they like you or not, really. Do you know what I mean? If, if you're saying something interesting, they'll follow you. Yeah. You know? And I think that it's important. There's a lot of comedians out there, a special social media influencers there's a lot of influence out there that are doing the same trick they've been doing for years and um they're losing following or they're not growing massively and uh, you know because they don't want that hate they don't and they're not yeah. comfortable coming outside of it but that's that's what we're here for isn't it like let's get the conversation going that's what i yeah. think i, I want to say something i want people to talk about it yeah i like the hate and um i've got a sort of assistant manager, agent, he's been with me for 16 years. And all the best ones, we screenshot and we collect. Yeah. We have a bit of a laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah, you've got, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy thing, you know, because my, my inbox, I get a lot of business inquiries from my inbox, but also a lot of hate. And um, as soon as you engage them, they're normally, oh, fucking hell, mate, didn't think yeah. you'd reply. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually like what you do, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they might have had a bad day. Yeah, and I, I say to you know, if I get really bad stuff, you know, about my kids or yeah. something like that, then I I, I I like to get into them. I'll be like, Are you right? Like what's what's yeah. up with your life? Do you know, like what are you going through and yeah. to in order to get to that place. Um, but then, you know, you can you can end up taking on people's negativity. Yeah. Someone else who's a comedian who does characters is Sasha Baron Cohen, and it almost seemed like the more outrageous he got, the more he got love for it. Mm. Did you look at him and think why me? And I looked him. at him and thought, I looked at him and thought, you know, especially Ali G, I mean, 
I mean, it was a different time, um, but a lot of platforms still syndicate his content and, uh, you know, you can go on Channel 4 and all that, you can find his stuff, but, you know, it's, it, on his on his TV show, he had a big w woman, didn't he? He's a big woman's legs, and he yeah. used to literally come out just underneath her vagina. Yeah. And then he had birds going like that, and it's yeah. all about shagging his bird and stuff like that. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. He's a genius, you know what I mean? Yeah. To the media, he's a genius, you know. Right. So because and that, that was that was satire. But that right. last season oh. that's not character comedy, no. Because I actually walk around going proper moist, she knows, and you know, doing you know, then they thought they weren't sketches, you know what I mean? They thought I was actually walking around with a phone doing that stuff. They didn't realise that they're actors, it's satirical. I'm taking the piss out of lad culture, but you know, my accent and demeanour and where I'm from is a little bit too close to the mark, I think. Yeah, so so that's the class thing again in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, I, I'm friends with Russell Kane and he talks about that, well, he's, we talk in private, so I won't mention yeah. it, but can you be critically acclaimed comedian and risky, say whatever you want, I don't know. It depends. It depends. It depends really. I know Russell very well as well. Um, good pals, Russell, and I think that Russell's a, a brilliant comedian. I think that the way that he talks, the way that he can get onto a subject, a current subject, current affairs, and, yeah. and riff and talk yeah. about it is, is genius. But um, it, that that all depends in the comedy world. You know, comedians won't like you for that. Comedians, comedians. Comedians are the biggest bitches on this planet, mate. Really, wow. They're like a bunch of fucking housewives. It's unbelievable, <laughs> honestly. Like, I don't know where in the, in the in the history of fucking comedy would you have twenty five comedians sign an open letter to get a comedian cancelled, which they did with me. Twenty five of them. Some of them really famous comedians. Now, some of them that that fight uh, and advocate, you know, free speech and being allowed to say what you want, but they wouldn't be cancelled because some of my jokes. And if you don't. If you're not really conventionally doing comedy the way that the critics like it or the way that the comedians like it or the panel shows like it, then you're not actually a comedian. You're just a social media star that's trying to do comedy. It's weird. Yeah, and how do you feel about that? I couldn't give a fuck. I make more money than all of them combined together, so <laughs> I couldn't give a shit. There's probably not many comedians out there that, that are doing shows that are, are generating the sort of revenue that I am. So mm. stick to your your comedy, do you know what I mean? And yeah. So I can sell out, you know, so done the O2, the, the Indigo at the O2, sold that out quick. Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll, I'll stay in my path where I'm not really a comedian and I'll sell out my stand-up comedy shows and 
and I and I have my businesses and they can they can stay over there. I lost all respect for a lot of them really mm. when I was sort of told not to do the circuit and to stay. Right. I mean, I, I spent my whole childhood doing the open mic circuit. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, earned, you earned your right. Oh yeah, I, I earned my right, but yeah. they, they only know me from Vine. Do you know what I mean? I spent years on the circuit, years doing like butlings, red coating, fucking cruise ships and stuff like that. But because I became famous on social media, yeah. you know, I'm not allowed to be part of that game. It's good motivation. Yeah. <laughs> Twats. <laughs> <laughs> Has social media changed comedy? Yeah, I think that a lot of comedians now, I mean, that, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying all comedians, I was saying they're the ones that are against social media. There's a lot of great comedians over there. And in fact, I was on a brilliant podcast. Uh, it's called The Free Pod. I think, is it Free Pod? or uh, Yeah, Free Pod. Check it out. I was on a brilliant podcast with three uh, great comedians and they all are right on the edge and out there. And they're starting to grow their social media and there's a huge audience for, for risky comedy and say what, you know, say what you want. There is a great audience that, you know, there is a great movement out there for people that don't care about political correctness and all that stuff. Um, and a lot of comedians are trying to, are, can see the value in social media. You grow your social media for them and you're selling out shows. So do you sell all your shows through your own social media as opposed to needing... Yeah. agent booking company whatever yeah. when my tour got cancelled i said to myself i'll never work with a promoter again you're going to be your own promoter yeah if i want to do a uk um a uk tour or you know uk australia tour or even a uk america tour we just go into the social media find out whether 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 the largest collection of fans are and get my pa to contact the venues book them direct and sell the tickets online it's not difficult Right, and I guess you make more money because you're not giving away a load of money. Yeah. What do the promoters take? Promoters normally will, they, they, they don't even take a percentage. I'd, normally I would have a manager that would take a percentage and the promoter, say for instance, if you've, if you've got 500 grand's worth of ticket sales, they'll say, look, we'd, we'd give you 300 grand up front on the view that you, they'll be able to sell it out and clear the profit. Right, so, so they, they, they pay you a one-off fee. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, I'm always fairly confident, you know what I mean? I've, I've grown my database, not just on social media. For every time I do a show or anything, I get people to sign up for a ticket release via their email. So that's, that's smart. Yeah, and I've been doing that for years. Yeah, because no one can cancel you off your own email address, no. but any other social media. Yeah. So you have your own platform through yeah. email. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And also, not just that, I'll, I'll physically say to them, look, I've got 50,000 people on this on this email list, they're all getting the ticket link on Friday. There's only two and a half thousand tickets. Yeah. You miss it, you miss out. And it creates that urgency and gives people a feeling before they've even got to the show that they're lucky to be there, yeah. which is vital. So you become a marketer as well then? Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, yeah social, that's, that's when people ask me what I do. I mean, my passion is comedy, but my job is, yeah, I'm a social media yeah. marketer, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, um, Joe Rogan probably doesn't, does he have a promoter? I guess he don't, won't need one anymore, will he? I don't know, when you're at that level, you yeah. probably, I don't know, he'd probably, he'd probably do it for ease. Do you know oh, what I mean? just, yeah. Just for ease, but uh, I'm quite, I mean, don't get me wrong, if I've got a great deal, a great offer from someone that comes to me, then maybe, but just out of spite, there's certain parts of this industry that um, I, I don't want to take my money. Mm. But in, so, like you said, it's the best thing that's happened to you. They've done you a favour to manage all your own business affairs internally and not be reliant on them. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got my own social media team that creates, you know, if I want videos, if I film a video and I want them done specially or my marketing material, 
So I've got multiple businesses. So from my nightclub, for if we got if we're doing a big rally on the, with this, the supercars, or we're doing it, I've got a team that creates everything. So once I push the button on saying, I say to my PA, right, I want a tour. Find the locations. I've liaised with them. This is the name of the tour. I've done the marketing material. Once you set it in motion, right, it's done. Just all I've got to do is press yeah. the button and sell it. Yeah. I can't stress this enough. I just want to stress this right now to any, everyone listening. With all the shit that's going on in the world, your employer might not even be able to run their business because they could go under because of how crazy inflation, mm. the recruitment market is. Um, you can get cancelled mm. tomorrow on any platform. Um, it, there can even be a run on the banks because I don't know how far we're away from that. They did it in... Japan just recently. So how, managing your own income streams and yeah. your own business affairs yeah. that no one can take away from you yeah. is absolutely critical. 100%. And I think, I think that, you know, to, I've always looked at everything I'm doing. I'm like, how can I cut them out? How can I get rid of them? How, why do I need them? I want to be completely self-sustained. You know, I, one of my jobs, the, the job I had when I became, I was being a comedian and when I was growing my social media right at the beginning back in Vine, I was doing like working on the cruise ships and trying to be a comedian come back when I was about 24 and I was like, you know, this it's not working. I'm not making enough money. I've always wanted my own business and stuff. Went back, became a, a, a state agent for a period of time and within eight months I'd, I'd thought to myself, this is fucking easy work, right? And then within Eight, from about eight months up to about a year and a half, I was planning on opening my own business. And two years into it, I started my own estate agency, letting agency, and started letting out flats and stuff like that. And in three, well, maybe less than three years, maybe two and a bit years into that, I sold it to do, to do this. And that always stuck with me. So anyone that ever came to me with an idea or a business or something they wanted to do, I looked at it and I thought, well, why do I need you? Do I need you? And I mean, I just take ideas off people. If you come to me, you know what I mean? If you, I'm, 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 that's how I am. Like, if, if you come to me with an idea, but I don't need you, it's my idea now. <laughs> it's as simple as that, you know? Yeah. So you've got to be intelligent about how we do business. So if you, like, for instance, one of my sayings was um, proper moist back in the day. I used to say proper moist, and it was massive on Vine and stuff like that. And um, they come to me once with, uh, this company come to me once and said, you know, we want to make, uh, oyster cards, but for you moisture cards, because my biggest audience was in London, so they wanted to make moisture cards, and I was like, all right, fantastic. And they said, look, we can we can get the cards and we can retail them for, they cost about three quid to make, and we can retail them for eight, and we give you a pound. So they were giving me, you know, a quid out of, <laughs> out of it, and I was like trying to negotiate with them. I was like, what are you talking about? You can't fucking sell these things without me. How about I give you a fucking pound? And they said, no. So I said, all right, well, fine, don't worry. I'll do it myself. And they said, well, you can't. I said, well, we didn't, you didn't ask me to sign an NDA or nothing like that. So I went out and I found a sticker that you could put, we created a sticker that you could put on the Oyster cards for 30p and someone for a fiver. And that was like my first 50 grand. Wow. Yeah. And that's when I quit the estate agent. So I was like, fuck that, mate. It'd take me a year here to make that. Yeah. We've done it in two days. So, and the same thing would happen. If you can't, if, if they wouldn't negotiate correctly with me, you know, they wanted to do Rainmax, another company comes to me, Rainmax, problem was Rainmax. And I was like, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, what's the split? And it wasn't in my favor. And I said, well, look, I'm just going to do it myself. So can you improve the split? And they wouldn't. I went like, great, see you later. Went and bought the Max, got someone to print it and sold them. Mm. Festival season, cleaned up. Wow. 
sounds like you gave him a chance first. You didn't, Always, yeah, yeah. Just renegotiate, you know, and, yeah. or get me to sign some paperwork. Oh, well, fuck myself now. Anyone, <laughs> yeah. anyone that comes and talks to me. But, you know, it's different. If you, if you come to me and want to invest in any of the projects I'm doing, then those sort of people, are, they're a different kettle of fish. You know, it's serious, you know, lawyers and everything like that. But if you're if you're an online company that's trying to promote their brand or trying to do trying to make money off me, mm. then um, yeah, yeah, got to be intelligent yeah, that's your about name, it. isn't it? Yeah, you got to be intelligent about it. Otherwise, I'm just taking it. Mm. Um, how do you feel if someone nicks your jokes? Um, that's good. That's a good. Um, I take it as a compliment now, personally myself, unless they're bigger than me. Yeah. Then uh, I got because they're cashing in on you. Yeah, I mean, if they're up and coming comedians, and don't get me wrong, loads of loads of up and coming comedians. I mean, even comedians that are bigger than me now online. I'm not going to name any names, but online comedians they they used you know my my way of creating comedy and my way of doing things. But that's fine. I see that as a compliment. But if you're someone bigger than me with a bigger platform, passing my content off as your own, then then I find that offensive. Yeah. Would you do anything about it ever? Uh, only if they were making money out of it. Mm. If they were just growing their following, then nah. And I wouldn't slag them off or do online beef or anything like that. I'm not really. I mean, maybe if they were bigger than me, but because if they respond, then I can grow from it. But right. not if they're not if they're. So, I mean, I get constantly loads of smaller influencers or smaller people with small followings. You know, trying to give me shit and stuff like that, but to leverage your following, to leverage my voice. Yeah. So, you just said about online beef. Um, that's something you don't like, or you do like? No, I'm, 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 from a business perspective, I can be quite cutthroat just just because, um, just because you know, business has been cutthroat with me. You know what I mean? But from a personal perspective, with people, I just only care about positive things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if someone's giving me shit, you don't know what they're going through behind closed doors. You know, if someone comes up to me in the street and says something, that's a different story, do you know what I mean? If you're in my face, but online and other content creators trying to grow their platform, it doesn't bother me, no. you know what I mean? I'm secure enough in my own little bubble. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I am about positive, positive vibes, spreading positive, nice, nice things. It's yeah. very easy to ruin someone's day by being abusive to someone else online. You know what I mean? I could go online and say, this person done this, this person, and the person who's watching it suddenly goes, oh, fucking hell. Like, and they've got horrible taste in their mouth. Yeah. I'm just all about comedy, light, laughter, love. Yeah. Dancing, singing, being silly. Yeah. You, know what I mean? you and I first met at a man talk yeah. where yourself, myself, a couple of other, um, someone from who'd been on, was it Love Island? I'm still in touch with him. Um, and we all just sat on the stage and just basically, like, bore our soul of all of the issues we have as men. Um, what do you have to say about that? The difficulty maybe as a man there is with your mental health or asking for help. And of course, male suicides mm. appallingly high. Um, I, I mean, I, I had suicidal thoughts after my father passed away because I was heavily into cocaine use, you know, drink and sesh culture. And I broke up with my missus when she told me she was pregnant. I just couldn't handle it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've been with her for about eight, eight, seven years or six years at that point. And uh, we, she was told she could never conceive that she had polystific ovaries, ovaries. So, you know, a day after my father passed away, she told me she was pregnant. And I was like, fuck this. It was just too much. And I, I, I knew I was on my way out. You know what I mean? I was on the, I, I thought it was unfair that my father was taken away from me. 
after that I'd lost everything. I just thought this is not fair. Like, so you've ruined my career. I don't know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Maybe it's myself, but you ruined my career. You've taken my father and now you're going to make me a dad. You're going to give me right now. You're going to give me that. Um, so I couldn't handle it. And I ended up staying with the wrong person that I shouldn't have been staying with and um, got heavily into the sesh culture. And uh, one night I, I thought to myself, yeah, you know, I want to, I don't want to be here and I was thinking about how, how to end it. Luckily, through my own wisdom, I rang the Samaritans. It's not, it's not an advert for the Samaritans, it's real. I rang the Samaritans, spoke to them for about 45 minutes and realised how low I was and how dark a place I was in, but also felt lighter, like, wow, it can't really get much worse than that. It can't, so tomorrow's a new day. It's probably going to get better. Yeah. Um, and through that and talking about that on other podcasts, millions or, or hundreds of thousands of lads reach out to me. And I don't always have the time to respond to them. Well, I rarely have the time to respond to them. So I created my own Facebook group called um, Mates, Men and Their Emotions. I started it last week, actually, and we had 15,000 lads sign up to it in a day. Wow. Yeah, it's free. Can it's, we give that a shout out? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, on, it's on Facebook. It's completely free. It's just mates, m.a.t.e, Men and Their Emotions. It's got a green logo. You go in and it's a beautiful thing, right? People submit posts that they want to put up. They can do it anonymously. So they put the posts in and me and my team sit there and we pick which ones. We like to get variety. Someone might say that I've got a gambling addiction. Um, I've lost all my money. My wife doesn't know. Or someone might say, I can't see my kids. My wife's taking my kids. It's men only. My wife's taking my kids away or I'm suicidal or whatever. You click accept, you put it on and the men just flood the comments. I've been there or I've done that or don't do it or have you tried this? Have you tried that? And they're just men, just men talking to men. You know what I mean? Men yeah. talking to men about stuff that men don't talk about. And then we've got our first live event next Wednesday at my nightclub. Wow. Yeah. So it should be a good little money on it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, it's alcohol free. You know what I mean? The bar shut. It's yeah. just it's just a safe space. No entry, completely free of charge. And then similar to the man talk. Yeah. Yeah. So so um, and I think that with our culture, with drugs, with drink, with masculinity, uh, with the fact that we're meant to be providers. You know, we're meant to be providers, we're meant to be out there providing money, we're meant to be looking after our family, you know, we're meant to be big, strong men. Um, and you live with a woman, most of us, you know, unless you're gay or whatever, but you live with a woman and you're supposed to be a man, so where do you turn when things are going wrong? It's hard. Mm. And if someone is struggling, what's one bit of helpful wisdom you might be able to give them? Um, just remember that, you know, just, just, just think, like I said before, that you know, some, most of the time, times are really bad before something good happens, and, and the people around you, and this is deep, but the people around you would much rather hear about your problems than hear about your death. You know what I mean? Mm. I know for a fact that if I rang up one of my mates and I said, listen, can we go for a walk or for a pint, or oh, I've got some stuff to get off my chest, he would think, thank you, man. Like, mm. he, your friends feel privileged that you're, and if you haven't got friends, Go and join the group and talk to strangers yeah. anonymously. That's what they're all these men out there are talking anonymously to each other. It's brilliant. Yeah. We do a couple of these random rounds on, on this show. One of them's called the What Do You Think About round, where we just talk about some interesting people, and one of them's the quick fire round. Okay. Up for it? I'm up for anything, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Joe Rogan? Uh, I love him personally, and I like when he goes onto weird tangents and shit. I love it because. Uh, I find Joe Rogan a, a good bit of escapism, you know what I mean? Um, uh, 
yeah, I think he's intelligent. I like I like his show. I like the guests that the variety of guests that he gets on. And I'm into all weird stuff as well, like you know UFOs and and crazy conspiracy theories as well. So I love it. So do you think there are such things as aliens then? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. You got proof then? I haven't got proof of it. I haven't. <laughs> you hundred percent think? Oh, when I was a kid, I used to write into. This is going to fuck me up now. But when I was a kid, I used to write into all the magazines and all that. I used to, yeah. Of course. I mean, we'd be insane. I mean, how can there be millions and millions and millions and millions of sightings and they're all fake or people making them? And also, it, I just think it's a little bit self-indulged to think we're the only intelligent life out there, or they're not aliens and they're us coming back in time machines. Like viewing, like 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 this is a holiday from coming back and going. This was the week where the Queen died, and they're like, oh, this is the Second World War. This is D Day, and they're up there like that. There's people like us up there going, fucking, that was mental back then. <laughs> That's what I reckon. But I've done a lot of drugs, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never talked about. I've done 850 episodes of this show, and I've never talked about. Um, other life out there. Yeah. So let's sit in it for a bit then. Mm. I hadn't planned to do this, but um, what I am confused about is, on the one hand, there it looks like this infinite space, infinite mm. systems and galaxies. So when you think of it like that, how can we only be yes. the only yeah. life form on the only planet mm. in the infinite systems so on the one hand i think come on but then on the other hand i think there's still no hardcore proof well the thing is is it, the thing is that the the, the 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 only proof that i need is why why do they have sections of the government that solely deal with that stuff it's a well-known fact that in the uk they have uh, ufo and extraterrestrial uh, departments that deal with that stuff and in america it's a fucking massive part of their government They've got a whole. They've got a whole section of their government. But surely something at some point would have been leaked enough for there to be proof. It's always though, leaked, there? isn't it? It's always leaked. Area Fifty One, all that stuff's leaked. But people go, that's bollocks. That's oh. conspiracy theories, didn't they? There's there's fucking thousands of generals and, and people coming out that were real generals in the military. I mean, I'm starting to sound like a crank now. But they, <laughs> you know, there's there's people that were high up in the military that come out and said, yes, I've seen the spaceships. I've been there. And people go, oh, it's just gone mad. They've all gone mad. Why would you do that if you're a respect, respected person in, in, the, in the military? But why can they never win over the nation and prove it beyond doubt? Because um, well, if someone had proof beyond doubt... What is proof beyond doubt? Now you can stand in front of you. That's, that's, that's the only thing. Yeah. Think, think of what you think proof is. We've seen that. There's been documents come out after, that are allowed to be released and people just look at them and go, oh, it's just a document. Like, what right. is proof? Unless, unless someone goes, look, there's one over there. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Why isn't there one over there then? Why haven't they just hysteria. dropped in? Hysteria, isn't it? Mass hysteria. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if there was aliens, I mean, look, we can't even deal with a fucking virus. No, we can't. You're right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah. look at the fucking state of people. We don't like each other. Do you know what I mean? We don't like each other. Nations don't like each other. Yeah. Races don't like each other. So, Something how, I, I want to jump in on that one if you don't mind. I thought this, I don't know what you think about it. If you think about the chances of us all being on this planet at the same time, it's like one zillion to one. Mm. Like the millions of years before that there's been life force, because I think we go back a few million years, yeah. and maybe the millions of years after going forward, you and I are sharing 
the same moment in time and the odds of that are about a zillion trillion to one. Mm. I should fucking love you. Why mm. should you be my enemy? We're yeah. fucking privileged to be together yeah. in this tiny moment. Yeah, because yeah, that's because our minds are too small, man. We don't think like that, do we? We think about now. We think about the differences of yeah. now, right now. I mean, there's so much that people don't think about in general. I mean, if you look back before there was even a fucking boat on this planet, before you could even go from one country to the other, there was the same structures all over the planet, pyramids. Mm. So how did someone in North America or South America know to build the same shape, the same thing as someone in Egypt? How do they know that? Perfect maths in yeah. these things. Was it them building them or what were they built for? Why were they all over the whole fucking planet when no one even knew someone lived over there? You couldn't even get there. Yeah. See, don't start me on this shit. <laughs> I'm like a stoner, mate. I'll keep going. This just makes me want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll, we'll move on. What do you think of Sasha Baron Cohen? I think he's a genius. I think he's brilliant. I think, um, I think the way he embodies, he's definitely inspired me a hell of a lot. I mean, the way that he embodies his characters. I like to think that I'm, I'm a unique comedian online in regards to creating character content. I've got like Kid Frankie that I do, um, you know, the Sesh Gremlin. I've had like the Squadron Leader. I've got all these variety of different characters and I make them through apps and doing it and I'm just really getting into my films now and playing characters in, in films and stuff. So when I look at how he creates a character, it's like creating a brand. The way he does it, the way he nails it and the way he doesn't come out of it, I think he's a genius and how funny he makes it is it's brilliant. Because mm. when you create a character, it's not just about how you look and what you say, it's about the demographic or the the person or the or what you represent as that, like, you know, if he's a chav as Ali G, then think of all the comedy he has to write around taking the piss out of chavs. Yeah, and then he has to deliver that as a chav. When he's not a chav. When he's not a chav. Yeah. So it's it's people don't realise the depths no. that you've got to go to. You've got to be something that would take the piss out of saying why you are that thing. You know. What I found really clever with what he did as well was he brought Borat in very slowly mm. as a little small sketch in his main show. Because mm. how do you replace Ali G? Yeah. But he actually topped did it. it and topped it yeah. and brought it in slowly yeah. and gave, gained him a bit of popular. I thought that was really clever. Well, I, I, can, I think I can relate to a little bit how, that, how, you, how maybe that, that happens because it's not necessarily sometimes about running out of material. Like Kid Frankie is arguably, to, for my followers, one of their favorite um, characters that I do. And constantly my inbox and comments are, when's there more Kid Frankie? And I, it's not that I'm bored of it or exhausted the content. It's like, when something's good, sometimes you just want to leave it alone. So you don't fucking ruin it. Right. And I feel like his oh, wow. Ali G thing was so good. It got to a point where it's like, right, What's next? So because, timing it to yeah, not... Don't milk it. Don't fuck don't it Don't overcook it. Don't overcook it because uh, 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 consumer, especially com comedy consumers and entertainment consumers, once they get that bad taste in their mouth about something, they go from loving it to hating it overnight. How do you know when that moment is, though? Because some people have done the same feels natural. for it feels decades. It feels organic. Right. When it stops feeling organic and natural to you, when you've got to put too much effort into creating it, it should come to you naturally. Right. Um, if you're if you're like like believing like the stuff I believe in when it when it comes to writing and creating comedy, yeah, it should come to you naturally. It should flow out of you. When you've got to sit down and fucking work hard on it, it's time to leave it for a little bit. Right. Or completely. Yeah. Wow. What do you think of Will Smith and the slap? I think he's a twat. I think um, I think he ruined. He's a prick, isn't he? I think. I mean, I, well, I think he's a twat for his actions, but I think that he was, he's in an abusive relationship and he was 
And he, the reason he done it is because he's in an abusive relationship. I think like, you know, if you've got to sit there and, and get up and slap someone in the face for taking the piss out of your wife, you're not doing that because of your own ego. You're doing that because you're, you know your wife is going, what are you going to fucking do about that? Do you know what I mean? Wow. And so what, you, you think she's abusing him? Yeah, I think she's mentally abusing him, yeah, 100%. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see on some of the content that goes out there that, that you know, she's got cameras in his face when he's at home, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a you know, he doesn't want that in his house. And um, the way she goes on and talks about sleeping with other men behind his back to the world, what do you think that does to a man? Emasculates you, it makes you, you know, everyone goes, why won't you, why won't you leave her? Well, why would you leave a woman that you're, you know, you, you'd fight for her, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd feel emasculated and not wanted. So what, what's your natural, if you're insecure, what's your natural thing? Make her want you. Do everything you can to make her want you. Um, and she ride off that and, you know, I think he, he, you could see that he had no power in that position in his own mentality. And also it fucked up a lot for, 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 for the comedy, you know. If, if, if someone gets up on stage to slap me, they're getting punched in the face. If you come up to me while I'm working, I mean, I say that, but I've been hit a couple of times doing comedy. I've actually been knocked out. Really? Yeah, a couple knocked of times. Out. Yeah, 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 a couple of times. I spoke about it loads of times, yeah. When I've crossed the line, I won't go into too much. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, I'm not going to stand there. If, if you're coming up, then let's go. But I think that that sets a, a, a bad precedence for people. Then after watching that clip, going to open mic comedy nights, going into the comedy comedy stores sitting down someone says something you don't like you can get up and slap them no you can't no if you if you're if you're that's if you're that sensitive to what people are saying to make people laugh don't go to a fucking comedy club do you know what i mean if you're upset and offended by that bad enough just wasn't get up there and leave. wasn't there somebody who went up and tried to shoot someone recently? see what i mean yeah fucking hell was it dave Chappelle? yeah someone tried to shoot him they went on stage to attack him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, didn't try and shoot him, but... Um, you know, yeah. like, what's the world coming to, you know? There shouldn't really be no. anything you can't joke about if you do it in the right way. Yeah. You know, I mean, fucking hell, we called her G.R. Jane because she had alopecia. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Really? Like, is it that bad? Is it that bad? Is it worth getting physical with someone about that? Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? No. If someone, if, I mean, really, would you, would you be that upset about it? I mean, I've never had alopecia, but I mean, I've had some fucking issues. People, t I hear fucking great stroke jokes. My dad died of a stroke. I mean, and I've heard some fantastic stroke, stroke jokes and I'm like, fucking that, it's funny, but that's yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? What was interesting about that is he had a fucking long walk to go and slap him. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, because yeah. you think, surely with that long walk. I think walk there's more in it, you know, because Jade and Chris Rock have worked on certain things. She's obviously likes, Dick. So, so, so what more is in it? Well, I reckon Chris Rock's been in it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Come on, man. Shit. Yeah, keep your wife's name out of my, out of your mouth. Yeah. Fucking mouth, wasn't keep it? Keep out your fucking keep mouth. Your fu yeah, yeah like, keep you know. Yeah, like, come on, man. Mouth. Like, you, so you, you know. think there's history there? Definitely. I mean, I don't want to speculate. I mean, I don't want to speculate, yeah. but. Um, if they've worked on stuff together and she likes to sleep around um, and he's a famous celebrity and they're close-knit and, um, you know, they have an open relationship or whatever, then probably, why not? You wow. Because yeah. the reaction was not warranted for the, the, the reaction, the, you know, the joke didn't warrant that reaction. No, no. way. You know? No, just the amount, of t the amount, the length of the walk, you'd have thought he would start to have doubts. What the fuck am I doing? Which tell, told me, as long as it wasn't staged, 
He must have been tunnel visioned with, yeah, jacked wrapped, up with emotion. With, yeah, emotion and rage. And yeah. It ain't from a joke, you know. Yeah, it ain't. Yeah. It ain't. No. Uh, and yeah, I don't think it was set up. You can, you can tell no, by the interviews he's been doing recently, yeah. you know. Don't think it was set What's up. What's he benefiting from that? Yeah. And what about Chris Rock and how he handled it? What brilliant. do you think? Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant, professional. Yeah. Yeah, and ticket sales went up after. You probably know. be thanking him, you should be paying him a commission. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if I would have reacted the same way, but. but I thought he acted like a f real pro. Impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. front of the, ho the whole world. world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was wow. mental, it was quality though, I love yeah. shit like that. I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Was that one of those moments where you thought, has this just fucking happened? Yeah, and you're I, was, not... no, I was like, whoa, whoa, right, yeah. what can I do with this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean? Stitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I did do some jokes around it. I can't remember now. Yeah. What do you think of Ricky Gervais? Oh, I think he's the top, man. I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's brilliant. I think he's, um, yeah, I mean, there's another, there's another a YouTuber that I don't like. We had, a, we had a bit of an argument and I saw that he had him on his podcast. I was so jealous mm -hmm. that I've never met him. I think he's, I think he's brilliant. I think that the way that he makes you feel guilty for being offended by his jokes right up to the moment that he says stuff that's going to offend you is fucking beautiful. Mm. So he'll go on stage and it's, you know, like when he does the Bruce Jenner stuff and he's like, you know, because Bruce Jenner had that car crash and, you know. I think I've interviewed him. Uh, Bruce yeah. Jenner. Yeah, yeah. well, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah, Caitlin, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you need yeah. to stitch that up for no, YouTube. Yeah. You need to, Harry, you need to get that part yeah. and stitch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, she seems lovely. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, done great, you know, that joke where you're yeah. saying, you know, if I said this, you'd be offended. And if I said this, you'd be offended. Like if, you know, it'd be silly to be offended, you know, if I said this, right up to the point where he says, you know, you know, he's done great stuff for women, not so, not so great stuff for women drivers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and the way that he leads you up to it, that you laugh and you think, oh, you know, he doesn't mean it, you know. He's just got a beautiful way of doing it, and that's a skill in its own. Like, uh, that's outside of my intellect, in comedy intellectual level. Yeah. So I look up to him. Yeah. Yeah. On his last show, he managed to hit every single taboo without it really being taboo. Yeah. How'd you do that? Uh, like I said, with the delivery, you know, yeah. you make the audience feel feel stupid for being offended before you say the joke, and he's brilliant at doing that. Yeah. And it's true what he says. You know, it's just a joke. They're just words. Yeah. You know, it's just words. Yeah. What do you think of Emily Maitlis? Um, I don't know, man. She she sort of symbolises the the end of my a real dark time for me. She symbolises a dark time for me, but um, she's just doing her job, man. She's a journalist. A lot of the stuff I said back then was stupid. Um, she does she does she does the same thing I do. When there's a bandwagon to create content around, I'll jump on it. And um, uh, I was that bandwagon at the time, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, mm. I wish I'd done it differently. Do you know what I mean? I wish I'd gone on as another character. I wish I'd gone on Newsnight as uh, an Oxford-educated comedian and shocked them all and said, you know, really played up that Dapper Last, you know, really pushed the fact Dapper Last was a character even more so by being, you know, hello, yes, no, you know, yes. It's, I can't believe it. it was just a social experiment and you've all fallen for it. <laughs> You know, I really wish I'd done that, yeah. but um, I don't think they would have aired it if I'd done that. They wanted that apology. So yeah, no no bad thoughts towards us. She's just doing her job. Yeah. What's your biggest regret? Who's night? 
I didn't mean to time it like, like yeah. that. But, you know, yeah. It was, yeah. I yeah. wish I'd. I wish I was strong enough not to have apologised that much. Do you know what I mean? I wish mentally I was strong enough back then to have gone. Look, I said some stuff that was out of line, but there's no malice in it. Yeah. Instead of going. Uh, I'm sorry, I've done wrong, and da, 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 because the truth was there was no malice in it. That's why Big Brother for me was was actually a positive thing. I turned Big Brother down so much because I really felt like Big Brother symbolises the end, symbolises the ends of people's careers. Yeah. Um, and um, I feel like when I went on there, the, the nation or the or the small amount of people that watch Big Brother went from thinking that I was a horrible malice, um, evil woman hating, sexist, misogynistic pig to just thinking I was a twat. Which is a step up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. A track that says stupid stuff. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like your brother or your, yeah. or your, you know, or whatever when, you know, when they're with their mates, you know, which, which I'm happy with. I'm yeah. happy with being a twat. With, as long as you can take the malice out of, if, if you can take that spiteful malice out of what you think about me. Yeah. And, and you just think, like, he's a bit of a dickhead. I'm happy with that. So Big Brother was good for you then? Yeah. And it was yeah. the first bit of money that I, I pulled in. What do they pay? They give me 80 grand for that. Yeah. Which at the time, I mean, it's a lot of money at any time. Yeah. But I mean, at the time it was. Yeah. They're not I, paying now, I don't think, are they? I'm not sure. Yeah. But I, t- I turned down, I think, 30, and then, but my dad had just died. And then the, the next time it came, it was a bit more 40, 50. I said no. And then it was a year with a woman. Yeah. And I was who I was. So right. I knew. I was like, well, you just want to double the last offer. Otherwise, I'm not even looking at it. Yeah. And then they did. And then um, come straight out of that and put that money to work. Yeah. Great. What's the biggest risk you've ever taken? Uh, probably my house, my first house that I bought. I put some of that money into it, and I made um, that that year. I made about well, that year was my first really good year. I made about four hundred grand, and I kept maybe about forty of it and put the rest, all of it, into my house. Mm. Uh, knocked knocked the bungalow down, built it. Uh, so I was about five in five five hundred into that. I paid, and it was six when I bought it and I sold it for like 1.5. Right. So I flipped it, but yeah. it, it was scary. I yeah. was like, I'd never done any property investment and I knew probably it would, be, would have been much more intelligent to spread that across a lot, but I just wanted it out of my hands, out of my bank account and into, the, into something. Um, and yeah. to forget about so I could continue making money, so probably that. Yeah. <laughs> What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Should we do another podcast just on yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, craziest thing? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a whole new podcast because uh, I've been involved in some fucking mental shit. Um, Should we save that for a future, future yeah, part definitely. two then? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'd have to sit here and really think. Yeah. All right, we'll, sa- we'll save that one. Um, one of my questions is, have you ever got in a fight? I think that's a stupid question yeah, now, isn't really, it? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, when I grew up, I was always, where I was from, it was very much, it was very much, you know, um, everyone wanted to be hard and right. everyone wanted to fight. And I got bullied a little bit. And then when I was, when I was at school, because I was, I say bullied, I was loudmouth and small, but confident. Um, so I used to get into beating up or into fights. And then a little bit later on, I got into that scene of having fights. Do you know what I mean? If, I, if, if me and my mates were at the pub and other boys were there, we'd have fights. And then later on, I'd done white collar boxing and I, I, I fought Harvey MMA. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. celeb MMA. Nice. I'd done a big celeb MMA. Yeah. Harvey from So Solid Crew. Yeah. So there's a couple of Harveys out there. You've got to make sure you Yeah. Know. Harvey from So Solid Crew. And, uh, How'd you do? 
Uh, he beat me in 21 seconds. No, <laughs> no he did, yeah, he yeah. beat me. He beat me. But um, great experience. And I'm boxing at the moment, um, training to lose my weight. So I'll do like Are a you fight. Are ha- you going to have another fight? I don't know, yeah. yeah it's got, good motivation to get yeah. in shape, isn't it? I have, yeah. It's great to do that because it sets you a goal. I've contacted, there's a massive... Um, promotional company that are doing huge fights at the moment you've probably seen it all over the place and I've been in touch with them yeah. and said if you can get me on that I'm up for it yeah I reckon this is going to be a good question for you who controls the world man um, wow uh, the heads of the big corporations the heads I think the heads of the big corporations and the banks you know the pharmaceutical companies the the, the, the owners of the banks the Rothschilds the, the people like that is that right or wrong? Completely wrong. It should be run by the people, shouldn't it? I mean, ha- I mean, listen. I, personally, myself, I don't know how there has not been severe civil unrest. I mean, have a look at have a look at those massive riots they had in Clapham and all through the, um, all, like a few years back or five or ten years back, whatever it was. I can I can I couldn't believe that was happening in front of me. Do you know what I mean? That shots and everything destroyed. And that was nowhere near as bad as what's going on now. If you have a look at this energy crisis. You know, while the energy companies are making rocket record profits, you know, we can't afford our bills. And how is that right? How are people, well, people aren't standing for it, but how is that right? I mean, I got quite up to £15,000 to eat my ass for, for a fucking year. Do you know what I mean? How is that right while they make money? So, no, I think, yeah, I think the whole government structure is fucked, really. Do you know what I mean? You I think mean, the look, revolution's coming then? I hope so. I think Russell Brand's on the right track. Yeah. You know, when the people, when listen, it's, it's a very simple concept, isn't it? It's an extremely simple concept. When the, when the leaders are more interested in corporations and money than the people, then we are fucked. We are fucked. Do you know what I mean? Profit and shareholders and dividends over people not being able to heat, heat their houses. It's not right, is it? Mm. People won't stand for it forever. No. What's your biggest success? Uh, my two baby girls, definitely. How old are they now? Five and three, um, and yeah, the little little one. She's yeah. I try and do as many school runs as I can in a week. I mean, my, if my missus sees this, she'll call me a liar. But I do. <laughs> I try. Yeah, my little baby girls, man. That was the that's the hardest job of them all out of everything I've ever done is being a dad. Yeah, is finding that um, finding that balance between work and being a dad, and also getting rid of that selfishness. That it's not about you. Do you know what I mean? It's the yeah. toughest job. Uh, but the most rewarding so yeah mm. where should people follow you what do you where do you want us to go well listen yeah my instagram's always the place to be you got me on tiktok i mean you know tiktok's yeah. good uh, dapper laughs instagram's good anyone that's interested in any of the businesses that i'm involved in you can find them all on my instagram i've listed all my businesses on the top of my instagram so if anything matches any of your industries out there if you've got money and you want to invest in film or anything like that sling me a dm if there's any synergy with anything I'm doing, I'm always up for talking business. And if you just want to come for comedy, yeah, at that position.